time for another Daily Fantasy Dudes podcast with Tom Gallon and Matt Van Every as we attempt to enlighten the masses of casual DFS football players looking for tips, strategies, and recommendations to help grow their bankrolls. I hear that's kind of important. What do you say, Matt? That's the name of the game there, Tom. You know, if you're not growing your bankroll, then you're probably not having a real good time. And really, it's all about having fun, isn't it? Having fun, winning money, I think they go together, indeed. So for today's show, we're going to be spotlighting rookies and players that have moved on to new teams. And since Matt is much more of a big college fan than I am, I'll turn it over to him to start things off on the rookie front. Any quarterbacks that look like they could hit the ground running or more likely hit the ground passing? Unfortunately, I'm not real high on any of the quarterbacks this year. I I'm really never am. I mean, rookie quarterbacks, is a uh, that's a gamble in, at its best. I mean, even Andrew Luck, Peyton Manning, you don't want to put too much in. And as far as Jameis Winston goes, eh, he's not a guy that I'm going to put in my lineups. Marcus Mariota, really, I like him a little better, but I'm going to have to see a lot out of him before he goes in my lineups. All right, moving on. How about some running backs generally in college lately? You know, they've, they've steered clear of drafting running backs in the first round. We've finally started seeing them coming back a little bit. So who are some of the running backs you think might be worth a look on the daily fantasy scene? As far as running back goes, the talk of the town right now is Amir Abdullah up in Detroit. You know, he's really been looking good. He's a Nebraska graduate. He was a always a good running back in college. He, he's shifty. He's quick. He's making guys miss. And, uh, you know, I think that there's some potential there. I also like Joyke Bell up there, so I'm, I'm not totally, you know, he's not someone that I'm going to play first week one. I want to see the way that the carries are going to shake out. I think Joyke might get some of the, the goal line carries. But Amir Abdullah is a guy to look after. Todd Gurley in St. Louis. When he was drafted, I don't even believe that he finished the, his senior year healthy. And so he's coming off the, the injury directly. He's got to heal up and show that he can stay on the field. He's also, again, same situation as Abdullah. He's got to beat out a guy by the name of uh, Trey Mason, an Auburn graduate who's a second-year player and is a, someone I'm very high on personally. However, Gurley is a beast, and you don't draft him you know, around that top 15, top 10 pick if you don't think that he's going to be somebody that's going to get a lot of carries. Finally, you know, in San Diego, Melvin Gordon, which, you know, it's a great situation. He's got a quarterback. He's got a great handle on that offense. So any running back would be lucky to go into that sort of situation. However, word out of San Diego, what we're seeing in these preseason games, he's looked a little shaky, you know, and he's just a rookie. So, you know, it's preseason as well. I'm not going to hold him to that. Offensive line there has questions. There's also a guy named TJ Yeldon down in, in Jacksonville for the Jaguars. This could be the biggest of all of them. This guy could end up winning rookie of the year or... He might not rush for 500 yards all season. It's kind of that much of a home run or a strikeout. So keep an eye on TJ Yeldon. Moving on to wide receivers, about the only guy I hear around in this area, of course, is the Raiders' Amari Cooper. Who do you like besides him? I think everybody knows about Amari in the uh, wide receiver realm. Boy, I don't know what they're putting in the water lately that's breeding wide receivers that are coming into the NFL and just bursting on the scene and making a difference. But this year, I think a few guys that, other than Amari Cooper, who could do that, you've got Kevin White in Chicago, which, you know, granted, he's going into that the volatility of anywhere that Jake Cutler is. And so who knows what how that's going to shake out, but he's a very fast guy. He's got good hands. He played at West Virginia, was a, a quality receiver. I am interested in watching Kevin White in Chicago. Another guy, speaking of speed, the Ravens drafted Brashad Perriman, and he is a burner. He ran a 4.24 and a 4.27 at his pro day. Would have been the fastest guy at the combine. You know, he also goes 6.2212. So 
that's a huge body with some fast burning legs. And all that we're hearing is that he's been impressive in camp. And if we know one thing about Joe Flacco, he can sling the pill. So he's going to throw some bombs to this Brashad Perriman. So you never know. He could be another guy that really shows up and has a good first year. Also, Nelson Aguilar up in, in Philadelphia, the guy out of USC, 6'2", 442 speed, 36 and a half vertical, caught 104 passes last year at SC, which in college, that's insane. Uh, 1,313 yards. 12 touchdowns his senior year. He runs great routes, crisp route runner. He catches with his hands away from his body, and he's also a heck of a return guy. So keep an eye on Nelson Aguilar. But the biggest of them all, and this guy is a sleeper. He's another one of those, kind of like TJ Yeldon. He could be a home run or a strikeout, but I'm betting that he's going to be a grand slam. And that's Doriel Green Beckham in Tennessee. Nobody's talking about this guy. He played at Missouri, had some off-the-field issues, transferred to Oklahoma, had to sit out the entire year, so he hasn't played football in over a year, but this guy is a beast. All I heard about him during the college season at OU was how on the scout team, he was just absolutely unguardable. He also was a good citizen down there, which which that's a tough situation. He thought he was going to get a waiver when he went to OU and was going to get to play, but it didn't end up happening, so he spent the whole year at Oklahoma playing scout team, going to class, and just trying to reestablish his reputation, which he did. Kudos to him for that. We're never going to forget that he had an off-the-field issue, which I believe involved domestic violence. But you know what? He, he cleaned up his act at OU, and more power to him for that. The word out of Tennessee is that he's impressing the heck out of the coaches. His teammates like him. He's been making some big plays, and he is a monster. I mean, he's over 6'4". He runs in that 4'4", speed. He catches the ball. I I mean, this guy is a beast. So look out for Doriel Green Beckham. Could end up being the next Megatron. All right. Any tight ends on the scene that you can – probably not a whole lot coming up, but there might be one or two. Honestly, no. Not that I know of. Nobody that's going to be a standout in year one that I'm going to put in any of my daily fantasy lineups. That's for sure. That covers things on the rookie front. Let's uh, move into the guys that have moved on to new teams. Now, one in particular who is a tight end that sparked a lot of interest in the offseason was Jimmy Graham moving on to Seattle. He had a bit of a down year last year with his very pass-oriented Saints. I've got to think this move is going to mean even less stellar results on the fantasy front for Jimmy Graham. Something happened last year with him and Breeze down the stretch. There's a reason why he went from being this titan of the position all over everybody's fantasy lineups, bringing in numbers, catching touchdown passes, to not getting a single pass thrown his way down the stretch. And so, you know, if you can't get along with Drew Breeze, if there's some sort of off-the-field issue with Drew Breeze, you might end up running into that same sort of issue with Russell Wilson because those two are cut from the same cloth. I don't know if it's like... They didn't get along or what exactly the story. I know Jimmy was beat up and stuff, but, you know, something wasn't clicking, and that's why they moved him. There's no doubt about that. Let's move on to running back. Now, the, the obvious ones, I think DeMarco Murray is a very safe bet to have a great year with Philadelphia if he stays healthy, much like I think LaShawn McCoy will be a big-time impact player with Buffalo. But, you know, there's a few more guys. I'm not real big on Frank Gore. I think he'll be a quality back, but I can't realistically see him being played a lot in DFS. Not at all, no. Frank Gore is a guy that, you know, I think his best years are behind him. And bless him, though, you know, he came in, he had two knee reconstructive surgeries, barely even played at Miami in college. And then he goes on to have a super productive career with the 49ers. You know, he's a player I've got the utmost respect for, but I just don't know that I see him going to Indianapolis with all those weapons they have and really making an impact. 
How about uh, guys like C.J. Spiller and uh, Reggie Bush going to the 49ers? I think Reggie Bush, his best days are behind him as well. But uh, I do like that move. I think that he helps to stabilize things with the loss of Frank Gore. I could see him doing pretty well up there. C.J. Spiller, very much a wait-and-see issue. For one, he's hurt, and he's going to be out the first four to five weeks. And so, you know, Mark Ingram is firmly entrenched as the number one back. But the thing is, there's a guy down there named Kiri Robinson who... You know, had a, some decent games down the stretch last year. He will be getting that third down back, passes out of the backfield role during Spiller's absence. So, you know, if Robinson comes on and plays well, Spiller may not, not even end up with a role to play. But if he does, either one of those guys, Robinson or Spiller, will be the number two back on a very productive offense. So it's a wait and see, that's for sure. Now, I'm a little curious, too, on Shane Vereen. It's like you leave New England where, you know, they pass the ball out of the backfield so often. I'm sure he thinks he's going to get a lot of that action there with the Giants, but I I just wonder if he made the right decision. Maybe the decision was made for him. I don't know. But I'd be very surprised if Shane's still a you know a quality guy you can pick up as a value type of running back in DFS. It's kind of one of those deals where how often do guys leave New England and go on to greatness? They know what they're doing up there. Belichick doesn't get rid of players that are going to help him win games. Yeah, I think we already mentioned earlier too, a little Darren McFadden. He'll be... Hit and miss. There's certainly some opportunities for him there. How about we move on to the uh, wide receivers, which there's plenty of. I think you mentioned Kenny Stills in one of our earlier podcasts. He could be great. Percy Harvin, I've given up on. I don't think he fits in anywhere anymore. I don't think so either. I mean, he's just the, the dictionary definition of locker room cancer. And that's a that's a reputation you do not want to have. All the talent in the world just doesn't have it between the ears. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Dwayne Bowe leaving Kansas City to Cleveland. I can't imagine that's going to work out real well with him. I mean, it's not like he was the focus of Kansas City. They just didn't throw the ball all that much. But, man, you go to Cleveland where the quarterback situation from week to week is who the heck knows, that's not going to help. That tells you all you need to know about Dwayne Bowe. You know, you get a chance to to make a decision and go possibly play for a championship and you decide to go to Cleveland, uh-uh, I'm out on that. Yeah, on the quarterback scene, I don't think we have to discuss too much further Sam Bradford. I think we both are very much on board that he'll be great if he can stay healthy in Philadelphia. There's one other wide receiver that I wanted to mention, and that is Brandon Marshall up in New York with the Jets. I think that's kind of an interesting spot for him. However, I just don't know who's going to throw him the ball. So that scares me uh, quite a bit up there in New York. Well, plus there's another quality receiver there as well. So it's, you got two quality receivers Without a quality quarterback. so Without a quality. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, Two quality receivers, from the, at least from the tight end position, that I think are going into much better situations. Owen Daniels for going to the Peyton Manning's Denver Broncos and Jordan Cameron leaving the hellhole that is Cleveland to Miami. That's exactly right. You know, getting out of Cleveland. Jordan Cameron had a monster year two years ago. Last year, he battled some injuries. Again, he was catching passes from Hoyer and Johnny Manziel. Now he gets to go down there and be the featured tight end in this prolific offense run by Ryan Tannehill, who we both are on record as is going to have a big year, and he's got a plethora of weapons around him. I expect big things out of Jordan Cameron. However, a little bit wait and see just because there are so many other options. Yeah, moving back just briefly to wide receivers. Andre Johnson, we both talked about, we think is going to be a big-time improvement with Indianapolis where he won't be so frustrated. He could be that mid-range guy that gets probably 80-plus passes this year. So we're really looking forward to a big year from him. Now, moving from Philadelphia to Kansas City is Jeremy Macklin, which generally I say, hey, he's going to be the number one guy there, which is totally true. But, man, when you leave an offense that was as big of a spark plug as Philadelphia is and you go to one which is a little more of the ball control, that's where I wonder, yeah, he'll be the number one guy. There's no doubt he's the number one receiver. 
But what exactly does that mean in Kansas City versus being the number one guy in Philly? Well, I actually feel pretty good about Jeremy Macklin because you're exactly right. You know, going from Philadelphia to Kansas City. However, who's coaching Kansas City? Andy Reid, former coach of Philadelphia, and they were a pretty prolific offense when he was there as well, but Andy Reid wasn't exactly known for developing wide receivers as much as quarterbacks. But I still think that Jeremy Macklin, he's a player. He's got some real talent, and I could see him and Alex Smith developing a very nice rapport. And, you know, don't don't count Jeremy Macklin out. He's a guy to keep an eye on and could maybe sneak into some lineups once he's established himself. I don't think there's any doubt that he's going to be a favorite of Alex Smith. And for the first time, you know, Alex Smith is going to have a, a target he can go to regularly. So, yeah, I got no problem with that. Moving from Philadelphia, and I, this is one I question. I just don't think he's that good of a quarterback. We'll see. Jeff Fisher's a great coach, so you never know. But Nick Foles, I don't have high hopes in St. Louis. Yeah, I mean, goodness. St. Louis is kind of where quarterbacks go to die. Just ask Sam Bradford. You know, they can't protect. Who's he going to throw the ball to? When your biggest weapon is Tavon Austin, who's never really lived up to the hype, their offensive line is nothing to write home about. You know, and then who's his outside guy? Brian Quick, you know, great name for a wide receiver. Unfortunately, the talent's just not quite there. So I'm not sure that that's a real good situation. And we may find out that Nick Foles is more along the lines of Mark Sanchez. Yeah, I think they're going to probably opt for kind of controlling the ball a little bit more. They do have some, you know, quality young running backs. At least we assume they are. It's a matter of staying healthy. So, yeah, Jeff Fisher, I respect him as a coach. He'll do it the way it needs to be done, but that way will probably not be big stats for Nick Foles. Absolutely. Jeff Fisher is a wonderful coach and a good guy too. A true ambassador of the NFL. You know, but one guy leaving the Ravens and heading out there to your neck of the woods, Torrey Smith. What do you think about Torrey Smith, Tom? I think he's something that the 49ers need. I just don't see it being that big of a deal because the 49ers team is just not that good. They needed a guy that can spread the field a little more than they had before. That's why I wasn't a big Stevie Johnson guy because he ended up not being able to do that. But all in all, how often is he going to see the bomb the way he saw it with Joe Flacco, five weeks into the season, that's when I'm going to decide whether or not the 49ers have anything resembling an offense. It's kind of like that, like Deshaun Jackson, you know, in his years is that, yeah, he may have a great week, but if you're counting on him to catch an 85-yard touchdown, that's just not somebody that I want to insert into my daily fantasy lineup. I want that high floor player. Torrey Smith, you know, it sounds like is not going to be that. Although him and Kaepernick, you never know. Kaepernick's got an arm, and if they do develop a rapport, I'll keep an eye on it, but he's not going in at the beginning of the season, that's for sure. Definitely a GPP play, and yeah, even then, just an occasional one. Because, like I say, and we both know, there's just a, a wealth of solid, solid wide receivers out there. Absolutely. It's a position that's just stocked. And if you like to watch a passing game, the NFL is your game. All I know is I'm just glad the darn season is finally about to start. We'll be back. We'll have our next episode out Saturday, September 12th, right before week one. Well, you know, the Sunday of week one. With picks for that week, and surely by then... Matt will have the lock of the year for everyone. The lock of the year coming your way. Let's make some money. That's a wrap. And be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider. And check us out on the web at dailyfantasydudes.com for more information. We'll talk to you soon.